Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Welcome back. Happy fall, I think. <gasps> Not Something. much a true crime podcast. I like fell into my own puddle of sweat, if that's what you mean by falling. <laughs> Ep- <laughs> I know, I, I'm just perpetually glistening and not in like the cute... Haley Bieber kind of way. <laughs> no, no. Nothing I do is like Haley Bieber. No. But in, in conjunction with the end of summer, that's the end of festival season. And so today we are going to talk about the end of festival oh, season. Oh, is this the end of festivals also? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it, this story really, and I feel, I mean, you are more tapped into festival culture than myself. I am. Because I'm a semi-retired festival girly. You are. I did one once, and that's enough for the rest of my life. No, I would. I mean, I used to camp at Bonnaroo, which I, is like a whole other level. Was, I'm also like, that was before I had sleep issues. Apparently, I'm like, how did I do that? I don't know how you did that because I that was the one festival I did. Picture me when we're like stopping at a Walmart on the way to get a tent because we didn't realize we needed a tent. <laughs> and then pitching said tent. Oh, no. Like, asking for – I think I was, like, it was, like, the year after I graduated college. We were asking – I was, like, asking the sophomores in college next to us that were, like, shotgunning beers at 7 a.m. Like, do you mind helping set up a t-? Like, it was all a mess. And there was no showers. <laughs> you had to, like, no. pour buckets of water on your – I was, like, this is – Yeah. This is never something I want to experience again. No, I feel like when I when I went to festivals in my early 20s, yeah, I was that person who was like, I'm not going to pay for a shower. I'm just going to like use baby wipes for for like 3 days. And now I'm like Well, you're smart because I, I am someone who the sec- I need to I need to shower. It's a bucket of water. So I paid for buckets yeah. of water to be thrown on me. <laughs> like installation That's art. That's so true. Oy. I was actually thinking about this like on a longer term scale. I was like, is festival season? I mean, I'm sure like the Atlantic or something is going to do some long form piece about how climate change oh. and something is just and overcrowding and whatever are going to kill festivals. And I should just pitch that, to be honest. But I had been ruminating on that. But also, or is it going to just pivot where it's like now it's just going to have to go later and later in the year. So now it's going to be like, Ooh. mom, dad, I can't go home for Christmas. It's Burning <laughs> Man, baby. Wait. <laughs> You might be on to something. <laughs> and I mean, I feel like Eddie, like holidays are hard. I don't I wouldn't blame a single person if they're like, you know what, instead of talking to my family, I'm just gonna go to a desert for a week and a half. Oh my god, fuck that. I would be so down. Even though I don't know how down I want to be for Eddie. Like the, the 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 headlines this past week, I feel people yeah. might would would rather just get quizzed by their family about like why they've gained weight, why they're single, where their career's going Oof. and everything like that. I really don't know which one is like, you know what I mean? I don't know what is a worse yes. place to end up. I mean, I got to say, like, even though I would camp at Bonnaroo and stuff like that, I totally, I, I respect all the burners. I draw the line at Burning Man because I'm just like, even that is like 10 steps too intense for me. Like, I, uh-uh. I, I, I use ship to get my groceries delivered. I'm not going to, I don't like to go outside. So I burning man people I don't I I don't understand I don't understand anything but I'm happy y'all are happy when you're happy. Agree. So 
why don't we get into what happened at Burning Man Ooh. this past weekend? But I guess when you guys listen to it, it'll be like a week before. Something like that. Yes. Yes. Or, or further. I don't know. What is time? I don't. Well, that's kind of the same thing as when people are like, do you want to turn the air down? And I'm like, how do you interpret that? Because when I say air down, I want more that's air. That's a good point. But some people, because then I was like, I asked them. Like, like less. Less hot. Like less cold. I want less hot when they turn the air down. I want it to go from like 68 uh, to 65, but people are like, that's turning the air up. And I'm like, no, but I guess- I interpreted that as less cold. See, someone did that. Okay. Okay. See, I- But I, see, we both- have, It's like the, is the dress blue or, or green, white or whatever? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. It's it's a tricky one out there, but this is one is worse. Is it Yanny or Laurel? Is the air up or down? Well, this Yanny, Danny, it's always hot. So I, when I tell you anything regarding air, it usually means to make it colder in the room. <laughs> So let's talk about Burning Man. And I mean, at first, because I always know Burning Man happens, I don't pay the most attention to the trending of it, the happiness of it. I feel like everybody leaves like recharged, reborn, relived, everything like that. And covered in dust. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) With like a, with a cough. (laughs) That dust cough. Yeah. Like, Ricolas. They need a little. (laughs) (laughs) What a great commercial. But I, Burning Man... It got more I, – I opened my eyes to it a little bit this past week when I saw, like, Diplo was, like, escaping it. I saw a headline, <laughs> and I was like, no. I was like, isn't he a Burning Man? Like, I feel his name is associated with that so much. I was like, why would he have to escape it at all? But <laughs> let's get into it in case people are like, I – people are like, when you say the term Burning Man, I tell someone, get that man tested. You know what I mean? If, like, they don't know what Burning oh. Man is, and they're like, man <laughs> – you got to get tested if you're burning. Come oh on. <laughs> Go to the clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Which if you do feel burning sensations at all while well, listening to this podcast, please get tested. <laughs> this is not medical advice. This is not. <laughs> anyway, it's a week-long festival where attendees erect Black Rock City, a town in the desert in Nevada where they're supposed to leave no trace. Okay. I, I, you seem very confused by all of that. I, cause like when I, I was just like, they they erect a city and then like disappear. I do, I'm assuming no trace mm-hmm. means they leave no trash. Well, they're supposed to, but the problem is also that now a lot of people have just been dumping all their trash um, in the towns, like as you get out of Burning Man. Now, I don't like that. No. The, the burners. Is that what they're called? The burners? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not burning up for that. Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner. Mm. Uh, no, I, I, okay. I hate that. Cause it's the thing where I feel they're also like a lot. I just imagine a lot of people driving away from Burning Man in like their Teslas, throwing, like trying to make their trash into trash ba- like bags that they are driving <laughs> by and completely missing. I'm sure most people or a lot of people try to take the much, but in that, in its core, love, love that. It was started in 1986 but didn't become like what we know it as now until the 90s. It's kind of like a like a science fair meets camping meets um hallucinogenics, I guess, cuz it's like <laughs> you build your own structures and leave no trace and you don't exchange money for anything but instead bartering for what you need. Oh, it's kind of like flea market flip then too. I love flea market flip. I love Now, wait, get a burning a flea market flip episode of Burning Man. <laughs> Oh my god! Wait, that. that would actually be very good. Because people build all sorts of crazy things. How like all sorts of cool? Isn't it a week long? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like a week or two. How long does it take to build things? I I don't know. Okay, it used to be kind of like 
I go to Bernie, like kind of off the beaten path, like, oh, I'm a totally thing like that. But then, like most things, celebrities started attending it, high profile people started attending it. And I feel people were like, oh, we can make merch for it and like make uh, urban outfitter sections that are like Burning Man prep. And it's now like Coachella. Yeah. It kind of just got very sensationalized with that. NPR said in 2019, it was once considered an underground gathering for bohemians and free spirits of all stripes. Burning Man has since evolved into a destination for social media influencers, celebrities, and the Silicon Valley elite. Now, yeah, boo. I, don't know, <laughs> I mean, I don't think I follow a single influencer that I think could build a tent. No shade to them. I mean, those people I feel like are doing the sort of glamping, uh, and also uh, you can bring an RV. So those people uh, are doing it the bougie way, which is the only way I would do Burning Man. I was gonna say, which means I should just not go at all. I was like, oh, they're so bougie. They're in an RV. I'm like, they're still dumping their number ones and number twos. Somewhere. So that's, I mean, they can't flush. So if that's bougie, I'll stay in my studio apartment. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm good on that. That's kind of like, I feel like, um, doesn't everything just get ruined by the Silicon Valley elite or like the elite? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, guys, Taxis. I'm like, uh, <laughs> just like that, my student loan is due. Uh, it is in two days. Um, cut to, though, we're not just uh, dragging Burning Man to drag on it because most every year it just kind of happens and, we're just happy, whoever. And yeah, you never know about it, I feel like. You, ne- you never you never know. Except this year. This year is very different. Between the Friday and Saturday morning of it, Northwest Nevada was hit with two to three months of rain in just 24 hours. Oh, that's not good. That is not good. And I, I feel it's always like all these effects of just, you know, the ripples of like, oh, maybe people should like... Where where are we inhabiting or what parts of the world have we taken over and where have we put energy and everything that is now just fucking up Mother Nature? And she's like, I don't give a shit what any of you are doing. This is Now it's my turn. I feel Mother Nature yeah. is like, now the ball's at my court and we're getting two to three months of rain in just 24 hours. So it became extremely, extremely muddy, like really terrifying and scary, uh, like the videos from it. And tens of thousands of people were trapped, like over 70,000 people, according to CNN. That's a lot of people. And like me and Sarah were mentioning earlier, none of their like habitats for this, none of their like places for this were like that rain resistant or like storm resistant. Well, I feel like, yeah, if you have a tent, you're done. It's a tent. And this, this actually happened to me. I went to a festival called Tomorrow World, which was um, just an Annie sing along. Oh. No. Oh my God. Imagine. No. <laughs> it's like this big, big EDM festival. Like they do it. It's the US offshoot of this one that they do in Belgium. Oh. And so it was in Georgia and um, it rained the entire time. But the problem was it, it didn't like downpour like this, but it was a constant, like slow, tr- like sprinkling of rain for 72 straight hours. Oh. It did not stop. And so the entire thing flooded and became so incredibly muddy the bottom of our tent was just mud people so and then the organizers didn't really plan for rain because we're like it's georgia in september like that's not a thing um and so there was like nothing on the ground to like soak up the rain and people had bought day passes um to just go to the festival for one day because it was like an hour outside of atlanta and there was a shuttle that would take them in but the shuttle got stuck and couldn't get out so these people like 
They didn't have campsites. They didn't have a way to get home. People slept on the side of the road. Oh, my God. Which, honestly, I feel is way worse than what happened, honestly, at Burning Man. Because I think if you're at Burning Man, you're kind of, like, in it to stick it out. That's true. Not like a a day pass. Camping supplies. Exactly. Like, you have camping supplies. You have food. You have water. You're kind of there. But anyway, so... The rain. That that is uh, festivals just really have their, I guess, risks. I guess, yeah, and yeah, but it's very like so. The conditions force officials to close the road into and out of the Black Rock City, and everything like that. Like it got really intense, really, really terrifying and scary. The roads were closed on Friday, and the next day there were shelter in place orders. But again, their shelters are self built by them from five days. Yeah. So you can't really do that. But I also feel like if you're at Burning Man, like you're going to stay there. Like you're ideally, you're planning to stay there anyway. That's true. But the things about conserving food and stuff is is quite scary. It's very, yeah. Because they just didn't know when people would be able to get out. No, exactly. And like they had to conserve the food, the fuel and water and everything like that. And obviously people were just kind of had like saw this and really just wanted, like they were both like, externally trolling Burning Man for like just being the Burning Man of it all and all this. And I feel there was even a lot of content coming from Burning Man attendees themselves. Totally. About what was going on. Like some, like even like celebrities and people, they chose to walk in and abandon their stuff, including their vehicles. And that's also bad because then it's just like, they're essentially just leaving litter and also. And your car or whatever. Car, like your car, but they're like, oh, they, they were like, I don't need this. I'm never going to use this RV again. I mean, I guess, or something like that. And uh, Diplo, like I said, was one of the people who hiked out of Black Rock City. Supposedly, he walked six miles. He did do a marathon once, I remember I saw. Uphill <laughs> both ways. How are you? Up- Just kidding. I added that. Oh, I was like, how are you uphill both ways? I could see him doing that. <laughs> no, but he's telling the story to his kids. Like, I had to walk through ah, the mud six ah, miles ah, ah. to get to school. I'm just kidding. And his, no, kids I- <laughs> are, his kids are like, why are you always shirtless DJing? Um, and then a fan recognized both him and Chris Rock <laughs> and gave them both a ride. Chris Rock, was he performing? He doesn't strike me as a Burning Man person. I feel like Burning Man has become such a thing of people you didn't think were Burning Man people at Burning Man. That's true, I guess. Because I always feel like he's always, like, I feel Chris Rock, he's like a red carpet guy. You know what I mean? I thought me and him. And like a regular dad and also, yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, oh, wait, that's also when you laugh. It's like, wait, these these people are all parallel. <laughs> yeah, you're like, or oh, what's going on here? Um, Diplo wrote in an IG story after walking six miles through the mud. All Chris could think about was a fucking cold brew. Now, <laughs> relatable. Now this is why. This is why because I'm like Chris. Next time you want to go to Burning Man, just call me. We'll go to Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, have some fun. Have some egg bites. And air conditioning. Because what what are what are we doing here? What are we doing at Burning Man? But I also love it. It's just like, and I just want a cold brew. Uh, I relate. Deeply. Diplo said he did this because he had a show in D.C. that night. What? That's so far. Which oh, I understand. I'm like, okay, if you have a show to get to. But. Yeah. And one in New York City later that weekend, which. Uh, he made the show, by the way. Which is how? like kind of. I don't. He walked six miles and then. I don't know, got a private jet or something. That's true. He does, he does do a private jet. <laughs> um, that's also the funny thing. All these people probably like leaving no trace. How many of these like 
people flew in on private jets to this area. Rip! Um, so the internet had the fun, and by Monday, officials let people drive on the roads again. By Monday morning, there were still about 64,000 people on site. I also know they there was at least one person who was reported uh, dead, which was awful. And I think they're still trying to figure out the exact cause of that. And by Monday evening, it was taking about five and a half hours to get out of Black Rock City due to the mud and congestion because it was a it's like a desert. So it's not used to having three months of rain in two freaking days all added at once. Totally. And then when you have 60,000 people all trying to leave at the same time, you're not you're not getting anywhere. No. Wait, also, what happened to Diplo's show on Monday Yes, in New York City? So, okay, so Diplo was, uh, after DC, he performed at Electric Zoo, and that was also a shit show. Lord, Lord, Lord. I always feel Diplo is at Electric Zoo. Electric Zoo, or EZU, is this annual electronic festival. It takes place on Randall's Island in New York City over Labor Day weekend, always. I... Have been like five or six wow. times. Okay, like, you're, you're a veteran. Like, yeah. And I almost, I almost went this year, but I just didn't get my act together in time. And I'm feeling good about that decision now. <laughs> <laughs> Hindsight is tw- well, actually, no. Your foresight was 2020. My foresight was 2020. So this year was the festival's 11th year, and it's usually a three day festival. But from the start this year, it was there were problems. So on Friday, the festival organizers sent out a notification in the app and also posted on social media hours before it was supposed to start that they had to cancel day one of the festival. And they said that this was due to supply chain issues. And they said because of those issues, the main stage couldn't be built in time. So they just had to cancel the whole day of performances, which I just never understood because I understand you can't have a main stage, but there are multiple stages. Yeah, also, why wasn't they they were building the main stage the day of? I know. It was supposed to be like the yeah. day before. How are you just like, guys, yeah. sorry. They're like, also, just have them perform on the concrete. Make it TBT yeah. for the DJs. Well, yeah. So the festival posted in a caption on its Instagram, we will be providing a full refund for your Friday ticket. For those who hold multiple day tickets, you will receive credit for one of the days. Credit? Anyway, whatever. Yeah, I know. I'm like, what the fuck is it? What am I going to do with a credit? Wait a um, year to redeem it? No. So then in an article published September 6th, Billboard reported that actually there was no supply chain issues, uh, which like, duh, it's not 2020. Yeah. You know, I think... So chains are supplying like, now. The chains are supplying. <laughs> Billboard says what actually happened was the organizers didn't get the proper permits. Hmm. Hmm. Industry sources told Billboard that when the site was inspected hours before the festival was supposed to start, their inspectors noticed several safety and security issues with the main stage, and they had to fix them before the festival could open. How did- so that's why they canceled the first day. I'm confused because this festival's been around for years now. Like, how did they? I'll get into okay. that. Okay, I'm, I'm so scared. So then a rep for the festival told Billboard on September 5th that the application for the permits was made well in advance. And they said the permit issue was resolved when the festival finally opened on Saturday. Hmm. So it's a little bit of drama because Uh-oh. industry sources also told Billboard that the organizers of the festival 
didn't pay vendors and agencies from Izu 2022. Uh-oh. Which led to basically not enough people wanting to work with them. And that's also why it took so long. Fair. But then the next two days went off without a hitch. So everything was great. Psych. <laughs> that is not what happened. It actually got worse. Now, how does it get worse than not remain state? Yeah. So I know the worst thing than canceling it is like having it when you maybe should have canceled it. That's true. So Saturday, day two, started two hours late than it was originally supposed to. I think it's were supposed to open at one. They opened at three. Um, and this was because they were still fixing the issues with the main stage. Like it took longer than 24 hours to fix. Lord. So on top of that, a number of festival goers reported having issues getting the wristbands in the mail. They usually just mail it to you. But so instead, they had to go pick them up at Will Call because they didn't get them in the mail. Oh, my God. And the, imagine the Will Call line at an electronic music festival. Like, I'm just expecting hours of waiting in that line. It was hours. It's oh. usually not. Well, actually, so I was on – last year, I attended as media, and I'm never doing that again. I don't think they're never going to let me after <laughs> this episode. Um, but we did wait on the line for about an hour. Um, see, I'm not a line. It was annoying. I was very annoyed, but, um, that's nothing compared to this will call line. People on Reddit said they waited five hours. Oh my God. That's like the entirety of how long I want to be at a festival. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, I'm like, you know, I love, I don't know whoever is playing, but but not enough to wait five hours. Even when a festival go swimmingly without a hitch there's no water ever anywhere there's no food yeah especially on the line because you're not even in so people on reddit said that people were passing out from the heat and they were waiting on these crowded lines with no water and people also if you wait if you get on the line at five which is the time i usually get to the festival if you're waiting for five hours you get in at 10 you're gonna have an hour maybe before the festival even ends oh god no so not worth it um and then also to get out of Randall's Island was a shit show. I mean, it often is because you are you have a ton of people trying to cross like this one bridge to get into Manhattan, mm-hmm. even though there's multiple ways. But some people on Reddit reported waiting hours in a crowd to walk over the 125th Street Bridge out of Randall's Island. That's an idea. And then one person told NBC that even though he got in, he felt like the stages weren't finished and there were sound and screen issues. Perfect. But that was just one person, to be fair. Okay, but I mean, the screens are for everybody, but maybe he was just a little extra salty. Yeah. Okay, so now on Sunday, things got even more problematic, and I was watching on Reddit. You know, I was captivated I also, by you were like Reddit. watching from your apartment, I feel you posted on I was, yeah. So <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to dox myself, but yeah, I could see the main stage. From my apartment. You're like, you live on Randall's Island. I mean, everything looked normal. You know, you couldn't tell anything was amiss from there. So Mm. props, I guess. (laughs) So I saw this around 6 p.m. on Sunday. I don't know when exactly they posted it, but the Izu account posted another message to Instagram telling people that the festival had reached capacity and they weren't able to let anyone else in. Also, who's to like service, I'm assuming, is so not great in festivals too so who's checking refreshing the account of the place they're going into when they're about to go into it agree i mean they do have an app so i imagine that they push alert sent a push notification on the app that's like sorry turn around but yeah there were people who 
were on Randall's Island who found out they weren't going to make it, who were like on the bridge, like in an Uber, oh, you know, Lord, just a mess. So what they wrote was, it is with deep regret that we need to inform you that due to the challenges caused by Friday cancellation, we've reached our venue's capacity earlier than anticipated for today, Sunday. For the safety and well-being of everyone on site, we will not be admitting any additional attendees today. If you were on your way or were planning to come later, we kindly ask that you refrain from coming to the festival site. Uh, what do you, you're like, and now what do I do with that? Yeah. And then they also wrote in the caption that like there would be refund details and some and stuff. And then they also edited it to say this only applies if you're not on Randall's Island, which is giving very much like if you're in line to vote, stay in line. (laughs) That really does. But in fact, so at this point, there were people on Randall's Island who were waiting in the security line who were now being told that they couldn't get in. Oh, God. So then eventually a bunch of people um Gotham is said I think around a, th- a thousand hunt, let's say a couple hundred to a thousand rushed the gates of the festival like they just rushed through security to get in because I, I mean Sarah you know more about the Izu attendees than me but what I'm picturing right now a bunch of people neon headband tank top neon shorts sneakers chugging like a monster energy drink with vodka in it <laughs> And it's like rimmed with a, a tab of something. These people are, they, they need to oomph, oomph and vibe on that parking lot. So if you tell them no, it's going to be, they are, they are like, like gladiatoring their way in. I mean, yeah, you're talking about people who didn't get to go on Friday, maybe got in okay on Saturday, maybe waited hours to get in on Saturday. And now you're being told that they can't come in on Sunday. So, I would also be pissed. I'd be pissed. I would be too afraid to rush or stampede, but I'd be very pissed as well. I'd be pissed. I think if I don't, yeah, it's hard to say who decide did to rush, but then once you're stuck in that crowd, you have to go with the crowd. That's true. You have to be like salmon. Swim, you got to swim upstream or whatever. You got to do yeah, the opposite. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You just have to follow oh, gosh. the crowd. Yeah. Gothamist reported that around 7,000 people over the capacity attended Izu oh. on Sunday. Like they oversold the festival of, of about 40 thousand by seven thousand tickets oh my god right this is not just a couple hundred if people cancel like that's a lot that's insane and i have also been to izu many times including last year and it was i mean it has never been like this really last year was i feel a little borderline there were definitely points where i felt it was too crowded and did not love it um But in all my previous years, I've had a great time. And and to be fair, I have a couple friends who went this year and they had a great time. Okay. So, you know, but a lot of people were upset. As they but, should be. As they should be. So to answer your question of why this happened this year, and of course, the festival has not been without its issues and controversies. Like people have died before. But in 2022, Avant Gardner, which is the company that owns the Brooklyn Mirage and the big venue in Brooklyn bought Made Events, which was the promotion company that put on and owned Izu. So it's new um, ownership. Okay. New ownership. And for what it's worth, the festival sent this statement to news outlets. They said, the vast majority of Electric Zoo attendees had a great experience, but our job is to make sure everyone's experience is phenomenal. We'll be working closely with our partners to review the planning and execution of the event from start to finish. 
hats off to the publicity team. <laughs> yeah. Mayor Adams also seemed to say that the city may take action against the organizers. Who knows? Okay. He said, Okay, Eric. It's what, what, what did Eric say? <laughs> well, I know. All these outlets are reporting like, oh, he's going to do this. I'm like, he didn't really say anything. Like, he said, it's unfortunate organizers wanted to turn our city into a zoo. Zing. Did the rat czar write this <laughs> one? I feel like. <laughs> They're like, the rats had a great time. Yeah, the, the rats were probably They were like, guys, it's foraging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like 7,000 people and 28,000 rats just jumped on top of each other <laughs> to see Dylan Francis. They were like, guys, great seats. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. So it's unfortunate they wanted to turn our city into a zoo. <laughs> And we were not going to allow that to happen. We will be dealing with them in the next oh. few days based on their behavior and action. Everyone's like, oh, Mayor Adams is going to do something. I'm like, he sounds like he's a school teacher. Like, oh, we're going to deal with Liter- them. Like, I, who even knows what that means? Ollie, they're getting detention. Yeah. Like, who knows what that means? Um, and it's also worth noting that the Brooklyn Mirage is mm. going through shit of its own. I've never the been venue there. Has, but that I've-, I've been there once. And it was, and this was well before the pandemic, and it was very crowded. Oh. And I have read that that's only gotten worse since then. Actually, I've went twice. The second time was totally fine and normal. Hmm. And that was like two weeks before the pandemic. Uh, well, <laughs> what a place. Um, but also they charge you like $16 for one drink, oh, for like whoa. a well drink. So it is rough in there. Brooklyn. The venue has gotten in trouble with the New York State Liquor Authority over overcrowding and drug huh. use before. And on August 22nd, Liquor Authority Chair and Commissioner Lily Fan testified that Avant Gardner, quote, couldn't care less what people do in their establishment so long as they made money. Okay. Wait, but like, oh, I guess this is going to be stupid, I guess, because it's legal. I was like, you can get in trouble for people doing like coke in your bar? <laughs> What's that housewives quote? Were people doing coke oh, in, the, in bathroom? the bathroom? I'm like, I hate to break to the NYS Liquor Authority. <laughs> Check every <laughs> New York City establishment because <laughs> I think there's a cocaine and weed and all allegedly in all of those places. Allegedly, I mean, yeah. I go to bed at ten now. Miley Cyrus used to be young, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is all as someone who's been to the festival like a number of times and covered it. It's it's a huge bummer that. This happened, yeah. and this was just such a shit show. Yeah, because it's a great festival. Ugh. Otherwise, like you know, normally it's a really fun time. And also on top of that, just as a quick aside, because I don't want to delve too deeply into this, but the Brooklyn Mirage is also having security issues and safety issues of its own right now. Recently, over the summer, two men in their twenties disappeared after attending shows there, and then were later found dead in a nearby creek. And there was also a Connecticut doctor who said he was kidnapped outside the Mirage and taken on this $6,000 spending spree and wild journey that involved a strip club. And eventually he was let go and back at his hospital that he worked at. And the venue has said that they're taking it seriously and adding extra security. But there are some some questions. Some questions that happen. Yeah. So if you're right now like, I don't want to go to Burning Man and I do not want to go to Izu, but I still want to do, I, I want to, I want to, I want to do something. Might we not suggest Firefest 2? I was going to say, we got to take it to the biggest shit show festival of them all. Of 
them, they're like, hold my non-existent beer because there was no yep. beverages. My non-existent. Besides water. Hold my cold cheese sandwich. Yeah. Hold my fallen <laughs> spring bottles, Andy King. Um, yes. Proving that, you know, everybody who's like, God, this old cancel culture. It's not real. <laughs> because if it was, would there be a fire Festival 2 going on right now? This is my thing. I'm like, if Billy McFarland can serve time in prison for fraud for the festival and then reboot the same exact festival, like you can do anything, you know? <laughs> Don't let anything hold you back. Oh, truly. And it really is one of those moments. It's like, wow, we really are just on a floating rock through space, aren't we? <laughs> like, wait, what is going on here? Uh, Facts. Just like so premise, you're like, oh, my God, where is he doing this now? We have no clue because there's no lineup, location, or date. (laughs) (laughs) It's truly just a vibe that he put out. He's selling tickets to just vibes. Which that, actually, my head, that's not a scam. Yeah, because if you, someone, if you, someone's like, do you want to buy this? There's nothing yet announced about it. You're just, you you just have troll energy in the sense that you just want to troll yourself. I'm not going to lie. I thought about it. I, I was like, if I don't get, if the festival doesn't happen, which it won't, I can do a chargeback. That's true. If it does happen, it's going to be a great story. That's no matter true. what happens there. Uh, no, no, no. We'll see Zara there. I'm going to – I can't go back to Izu for press passes anymore after they hear this episode. <laughs> but I am going to apply for Fire Festival press passes Oh, I feel like is he, what I'm saying. He would accept you quickly. I think he would love that. Right? I'm so down. And like Sarah said, and like I'm sure you all – Remember, but in case in case you need us to let him introduce himself to you, Billy <laughs> served over four years in prison on fraud charges over the original Firefest, which happened like seven years. That's insane. Seven years ago. No, I'm not okay with that. Lord. It was two years ago. <laughs> Lord, it re- I really thought it was two years ago. Like, oh my God. It was in, well, 20- I guess it was six years ago because it was in 2017? 2017. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's almost four years. Still, I'm not okay with that. No. God. So on April 9th, Billy announced on X. I've never heard one person Where call else? it that. Besides, I know. Uh, that he intended to throw a second fire festival. This was after he was going to do that pirate thing, remember? Yes, I do remember yeah. that. So Billy announced that. And the Bahamas was like, fucking no way. No. You will not. <laughs> no, thank you, sir. Um, so Billy announced that in his seven months of solitary confinement, he came up with the idea to throw another festival. By the way, I think he was in solitary for seven months because he was doing interviews for a Netflix documentary or some kind of – he was doing some kind of media appearance that oh. was not allowed. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So if you go to <laughs> the the, the <laughs> festival's website, which literally sounds like um, – what was the – I don't know why I'm going – like London from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> Cause it's like, I don't know. or it's like, like posh VIP e fire. That's the name of posh dot VIP slash e slash fire. How I'm is like, that a website? You couldn't even get the domain, and I'm supposed to give you five hundred dollars for a ticket. So I do not think so. So you'll see some details there. It's allegedly taking place Friday, December 6, twenty twenty four, in the Caribbean. So we'll see. I'm sending a reminder now. Please do for anybody who wants to start the holiday season a little bit earlier. <laughs> Actually, Billy was listening to us when we were like, they're going to have to move Burning Man to the middle of December. You know what? He's like, guys, I know climate change. 
Yeah. So the website goes on to say, Fire Festival 2 is here. We're dropping the first pre-sale fire passes, which includes <laughs> one ticket to Fire Festival 2 and access to fire pop-ups, experiences, and the fire crew community. Who? Who is the community? Yeah. I got to say, too, I bought, jokingly, oh, no. a fire festival hat oh, in fun. 2017. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to get to wear this now. You need to. <laughs> and we need to, like, stamp two on it. Yes. I can't believe this. And according to the site, if you're like, oh, my God, that's so long until I can get scammed. <laughs> I know. I'm sad. There are going to be, allegedly, a minimum of four events before the Firefest. So it kind of looks like he's, what was that thing he did? Magnesium? Magnesis. Magnesis. It kind of looks like a hybrid of that, where there'll be like VIP events and this. That's what I don't understand, because I'm like, we know... I think I've seen this film before, and uh, I didn't like the ending. Cut to, like, Taylor's performing Firefest 2. Yeah. <laughs> My God. No, that's why I'm like, he's now just combining all of his scams for the ultimate scam. Yeah, you're right. And then, oh, my God, that's fine. Yeah, just like, it's like a friend's birthday party event where it's like, guys, meet at the bar. And it's like, yeah. is there a tab? No, just my credit card? Okay, got it. Oh, and I'm bidding your drink? I know. Got it. I was, these events are going to be like my journalism school events where they're like, okay, so everybody, we're going to meet at Amity Hall. Um, we're going to tell you the day before. We're not paying for any drinks, but like, you know, you can buy yourself stuff. Did no, I pay for your drinks? No. That's very ridiculous. I'm like, I give you how much money? Anyway. anyway you're like, you can't even get me a Paloma. I know. Um, at Amity Hall. <laughs> so the first batch of tickets went on sale and sold out at the end of August, August 22nd, for just the cheap price of about $600. Mm. I mean, we don't know how many tickets were sold. We don't. It's like one ticket. The next batch of tickets, which will cost $7.99 and not $7.99, $799, will go on sale later. We don't know when. I'm keeping an eye out. I should get a, I should set an alert. So then after that, there's going to be waves of tickets that go on sale, you know, like any event will do. <laughs> They'll, and they they increase in price as they do. But the last tier of tickets will be last chance tier, which are going for just under $8,000. Stop it right now. I literally was going to sing last chance, but I just want to scream into the void. Yeah. What? I mean, this is... This is really just how. How? Who? I feel like the last chance tier is like, all right, we got to pay the vendors now. It's $8,000. Oh, that's exactly it. It's going to be like, or no, it's going to be really specific prices. Like uh, this one ticket costs $5,432. It's like, what's that for? And it's like, oh, for the tent set up over there. Like it's literally just going to be everybody's. <laughs> he's like, it's the new Burning Man. You don't just build your own stuff. You pay for everything to be built around it. Yeah. Um, but if you don't want to shell out hundreds of dollars for maybe nothing, never fear. You can also do that in exchange for merch. Oh, my God. That's right. They're selling merch. A hat costs $40, including domestic shipping. Or you can get a hoodie for $200. Like, who does this man How think he is? is? I bought a t-shirt at the Renaissance World Tour. So much cheaper than all of this. How is Beyonce's merch cheaper than Billy McFarland? Wait, how much was a t-shirt? 50, I want to say. Which, for a concert merch? Not crazy. Yeah. Well, 
his t-shirts cost $60. (laughs) Wait, B, raise your price. (laughs) Yeah. And sweatpants are $140. Oh, my Lord. I also got to say, like, that brand New York or Nowhere would like a word. (laughs) Now, did I spend $70 on a long sleeve t-shirt? I did. Oh, my God. I bought a tote bag (laughs) from them, too. And I was like, New York or Nowhere. Then I moved to New Jersey. I'm like, why the fuck do I? I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) And it probably was $50 for the kind of tote bag that you get free at every single event. And it's also stuffed in another tote bag. Yep. I, yep. I'm just like that. They really they they coined that phrase. I don't even think they coined that phrase, and they really are making bank. They got it. I mean, in my defense, it was deep pandemic times, Same. and I was like, I just need a serotonin hit. Oh, I bought that a makeup bag that says "bitch" on it. Why? Oh I don't God. wear makeup. That is just somewhere. <laughs> and Gucci sunglasses. I don't know why Ooh. I did any of that. I love that for you. At least one of those I use a lot. <laughs> my favorite thing about the fire festival merch is that there's not any samples on the website. You know, when you go, you guys know how to shop online. We all know, you know, when you are on a retailer's website and they have, you know, photos of the garment and models wearing the garment. Um, there's not any of that on the fire festival website. There are literally just drawings. It's like Drake's kid. Cause you know how he did the album cover for his new album. He just drew it. Yeah. It's just a drawing. drawing. <laughs> That is so funny. Okay, Billy actually, I hope he's taping a special planning this, like a comedy special, because that is hysterical. It's so funny. I'm like, you couldn't even get a plain black sweatshirt as a mock-up and Photoshop you, some designs on it. Like, you can just copy-paste Sheehan. <laughs> no, that's so funny. I'm like, these sweatshirts don't exist. Not at all. He's going to be hand-painting it with fabric paint if you do order it. A hundred percent. So fucking funny, <laughs> which makes me honestly want – I don't want to own a sweatshirt, but I kind of want to buy one just to see what I happens ki- in this process. I'm kind of curious as well. Let's like, let's let's see if we can expense it from the universe. Oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs> uh, so when the tickets went on sale, Billy posted a same to Instagram, which was like a classic notes app type screenshot. And he wrote, I'll be doing what I love while working with the best logistical and infrastructure partners. In addition, all ticket sales revenue – will be held in escrow until the final date is announced. Escrow? Okay, selling sunset. Truly. All right, buzz, buzz, buzzwords. But I'm also like, that doesn't, does that help anyone? Yeah, it's it's held in escrow for now, but then once he announces the date, it's, good. it's not in escrow. Yeah. So like, then your money is still out there. He's just saying like, let me use words that are more than two syllables that will maybe make people believe in me. He's like, we've got a beautiful five bedroom, ten and a half bath. Uh, well, so we don't know much about the festival, but we do know where it won't mm. be, and that will not be the Bahamas because the government told CBS the government of the Bahamas will not endorse or approve any event associated with Billy McFarland mm-hmm. because he is considered a fugitive there. Fair, totally fair. Because he still owes people money in the Bahamas. Um, And also when he announced Fire Festival 2 in a YouTube video, he also said that he was, which also, by the way, like was just a selfie video of him in a bathrobe and AirPods talking to a camera. Literally. I wouldn't want it any other way, though, from him. Yeah, I feel like he's come 
a long way from the days of that highly produced video mm-hmm. with Kendall Jenner. Oh my God, truly. Uh, no, but that's what I love so much that it was like this like bathrobe full setup. And in that video, he said he was producing a documentary called After the Fire. I feel it should be called Still Burning. Uh, and Ooh. also, right? But uh, maybe it's still burning. You should also go to the clinic with the man who's burning. Um, <laughs> comes full circle. Come full. Wait, do you think that's why he called it Fire Festival to try oh. to like? Oh, I don't know. Oh, maybe all the festival vibes are together. And also <laughs> doing Fire Festival the musical, which is supposedly going to go on Broadway. And you best okay. I would see that. Oh, I would ask to be a hundred percent. I don't even know how. I'm like, can I? Can I write? Still burning for that? I will play the cheese sandwich. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Wait. The cheese stands alone. Like that's gonna be I hope he knows. Actually, this is gonna be good. This, I wanna see the This musical. is what he should just put all of his time and money into because Agreed. people will go see that. Agree. Isn't that the plot of the producers that even if you produce a terrible show, you'll make more Wait. money? Literally. Yes. Like Billy, what are you doing with music festivals? Honey, just do music house. Then you win a Tony. Yeah. Billy and Tony. Um <laughs> And so December 2024 is like a year and a few months away, which, like, you know, that's more time. Like, there, there is a chunk of time that he could pull something off, but there is no location. So I don't really know if that's just hidden or he still has to find that because that would take up a lot of time. TBD. TBD. But you best believe we will be checking for updates. I will be. And I will be checking for updates on Fire Festival the Musical. Oh, I gotta say. I kind of more so will be looking for updates for that. I know, same. <laughs> well, that's that's our little festival fiasco episode. Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> or nobody. Or nobody. Or nobody. But if any of you guys went to any of these festivals by any chance, or you have been, or you have festival stories or beyond, put them in the Facebook group, not another true crime group. Yes. Or you could DM me slash the pod and not another true crime on Instagram or me personally at Sarah Lameem. Tell me your stories. We'll uh, we'll talk. You fest. guys will trade festival uh, war stories. War stories, yes. And if you've never really been to a festival, you could DM me, or if you have, uh, at Cashmere Danny Cashmere with a K. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Not another true crime podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico, Sean Kilby, and Rebecca Sosmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at Not Another True Crime on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and send all of your emails to natc at betches.com. Betches.